<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to The Bottom Shelf. <laughs> What? What the actual? No, die! Ow. Dying! Stop! Stop! No! What, Stop! Getting back up! You're not getting what better. What the actual crap, dude? You're shooting me with a pitching John. machine. Oh, John, I didn't recognize you. So you need to clear that beard, man. Look, dude, nasty. I just woke up. Shut up, dude. Uh, what? In the middle of the room? <sighs> Prepare yourself to discover a world of terrible movies. High above the planet Geekery, a group of intrepid explorers hover over the dangerous planet in their fabulous super-orbital spacecraft. Their mission? To conduct a complete analysis of movies known throughout the universe as terrible. So grab your space popcorn, grab your freeze-dried ice cream, and join us for today's mission of discovery and wonder. Are these movies better than the galaxy thinks? Or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Hello, movie lovers and movie haters. Welcome to The Bottom Shelf, where every movie has a spot. This is Dallas here. Welcome to our podcast, part of the Geek Devotions Podcast Network, the network of podcasts are devoted to letting you know you're loved. So if you don't listen past this moment, know this, we love you. We care about you. There is a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't give up. And speaking of people who love you dearly, we got our friends at the, at the helm of the ship, Mr. John. That was the most... William Shatner intro you've given me just Mr. John how are you how are you doing today uh yeah hello everybody I am John I am that guy that he just announced for sure and with me I have Mr. Kevin Joshua Burnham how are hello. you Kevin Joshua Burnham Life today. sucks, give up, don't pass, go, don't collect $200. <laughs> oh, Kevo, it's that big gleaming smile on your face that just makes life worth living for me every day. You don't have to lie to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> he says as he smiles. Kevin, what is happening today, sir? I don't know. You're the one throwing balls at John dodgeball or whatever. Well, he looked like a Zambi this morning. What's a Zambi? It's it's a it's it's a, it, it, it's, oh. a it's a zombie from Missouri. <laughs> oh. Or as they call it there, Missouri. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, do I really have to go into the dumpster to get a movie this time? Uh, yes. yes. By the way, just for the audience, according to uh, Urban Dictionary, a Zambi is a undead deer. No, oh, like Zombie and Bambi. Mm-hmm. 
Also, it's a phrase for if you don't know how dead it is, it's a zombie. Hmm. Pretty much more like my soul when I watch some of these movies. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Kevin, fine. Give us a give us a I, new movie. I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not in a really mood because ugh, fine. Cooties. I love that movie. Oh, I thought we were in the second grade again. <laughs> I don't know. Cooties. I don't. I never heard of it. Who's heard what of it? Is this? Wait, you said you love this movie. I love that movie. Then here. You freaking read it. All right. Uh, uh, cooties. Uh, yeah. So cooties, uh, please don't feed the children. That's the front. Uh, <laughs> it stars. I'm sorry. I, that caught me off guard. Yeah, because because they don't do that in Africa. Um, it stars Elijah Wood, Rain Wilson, Allison Pill, Jack McBrayer, uh, Lee Wanell, Nassim uh, Pedrad and Jorge Garcia. Fli- Sounds like you're just spitting up names as you're continuing on. Sounds like you're saying names and everything. It's like. Uh, on the back, funny, gory, and brilliant from Chase Lee from DallasMovieScreenings.com. I have no movie screenings. I feel, I feel like my identity theft is not appropriate. It's a serious crime, John. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> teachers have the worst Monday ever when their students turned into little killer savages in this horror comedy with unexpected laughs and unapologetic thrills. That's the entire description on the back of this box. So this isn't cannibal what are holocaust. What getting us into? I just got two things what at are once. We getting into. Kevin brought up Kevin brought up the most terrible movie that I will never watch. (laughs) Gag, yuck! I don't know what's happening. Kevin's talking about Cannibal Holocaust, which is just no. Yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. (laughs) You told me about that. That or the Human Centipede. This movie is rated R for horror, violence, and gore language, including sexual references and some drug use. All appropriate elementary schools. Mm -hmm. It was made in 2015 and runs 88 minutes. Wow. Hooray, a short film. Maybe it would not be as terrible as some other films that goes on forever. I don't think it's terrible at all. Um, now, a little bit of trivia about this movie, though. Uh, there are some quasi-famous people in it. I, the most famous person you're going to find in this movie is going to be Elijah Wood. Uh, but, you know, there's been people who've been in other things in this movie as well. And they kind of poke fun at some of the other people's projects throughout this movie, uh, some more notably than others, such as at one point, Rain Wilson's character insinuates that Elijah Wood's character is going to sneak around like a little hobbit which uh, Elijah Wood plays uh, Frodo in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, There is a mirror in the faculty 
in the fact in the faculty manager's room that looks like the Dharma logo, uh, which is the company in Lost, which Jorge Garcia uh, stars in. Hmm. And uh, in there's a part where the group of people drive past a movie theater later on in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And the two movie posters that are hung up at the movie theater are one, the uh, poster for this movie, Cooties, and then another one for A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which was co-produced by the Cooties writer, Josh C. Waller. So hmm. that's something to look for. Uh, now, this movie is basically about a virus that turns children into zombies. Um, and they actually used dwarf stunt people in this movie uh, in place of the kids. So no kids were harmed during this movie. But you want to know who was harmed during this movie? The dwarves. Who? <laughs> Chickens. What? The opening scenes in this movie shows a chicken shows a chicken production plant that happened on a real life chicken farm. So everything you see in there is, in fact, real. OK, really? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because I used to rent a chicken farm. So I, I, I want to really? see this. How, oh, this really true. Wait, they actually filmed exactly how the whole process is. Um, well, I mean, they don't go step by step like how it's made on the science channel. But I mean, they actually saw a chicken <laughs> getting butcher, though uh they don't show i don't know if they actually show i don't remember if they actually show the chicken being killed i was making dinner during that section okay, last I guess time we'll i see. saw it um rain wilson did all his own stunts in this movie as well so that you know anytime you see anything ha- he does in this movie that's actually him doing it he's a very like dedicated mm-hmm. actor as he always plays the weirdest characters, but he's very dedicated. He's, to the he's very he good. At, he's that. very good at playing weird characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, and this was one of the most interesting things that I could find about this movie, uh, Danville, which is a town they go to in the second half of this movie, uh, is the mm-hmm. same town that is used in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Really? That's interesting. So all you modern geeks and geekettes out there, you got that going for you as well. I haven't actually seen WandaVision because I was told that I would need to understand. Uh, I would need to understand the MCU a little bit better to get what they're doing in it. So uh, nah. there's a couple things that you could, I could quickly answer in like two minutes for you, but it was, it was interesting to watch. WandaVision was more interesting to me because of what it was almost a, a trip through television history. Yeah. Yep. So let's let's talk about our expectations of this movie, shall we? Being as I'm gonna drive this, I'm gonna drive this episode because I, yeah, this is my movie. Uh, literally, this, <laughs> I, I mean, D- Dallas let everybody peek behind the kimono in the last episode. Uh, being as this is the year that we are doing uh, guilty pleasures, uh, this one was my pick. Uh, so, uh, Dallas, what are your expectations going into this movie? based off of everything that um, you know about it, which I am assuming is probably not a lot. I, I, this is one of those, fil- I never heard of this film before. Um, no idea what to expect. Um, I, I know the last zombie film that you had me watching was strange and unusual. What movie was that? And I, I kind of, it. the dead. Don't oh, die. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm kind of walking in with that same like, uh, 
it's supposed to be a comedy, so it may be funny. I just I I have no I literally have no frame of reference for this. Um Yeah, I'm just all right, let's let's roll the tape. We'll give it a shot. And Kevo, what where 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 is your mind at going into watching this flick? Nothing. Never heard of it, never saw it, don't know anything about it. Awesome. I love going into this completely with blank slates. I was blank when I saw this. I, like the first time I had ever heard about this movie, and then I'm, this is going into my expectations too, but the first time I had ever heard about this movie, um, I was just kind of skipping through new content on Amazon Prime, trying to find something different to watch. And I kept seeing this pop up and it was had Elijah Wood in it and it said it was a zombie movie. And I read the premise and I'm like, that sounds great. Why have, why haven't I ever heard of this? <clears throat> and so I rented it from prime and I was just like, I need to own this. So I went out and bought the physical copy. For context. I did a quick Google cause this is came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. This came out the same time as mocking Jay part one, captain America, Winter soldier and Godzilla, which those were the movies I was watching mm-hmm. uh, that year that and Appleseed. Gotcha. I was not watching the Hunger Games because I have no interest for that. I don't either. So I'm with you there, Kevo. My sister was really into them, so I went with watching. I could see that. Sorry to hear that. The road cut came out. So, but as far as my expectations going back into it, I'm expecting, I'm expecting to enjoy it uh, and laugh at the parts I know I'm going to laugh at. But I'm also going to expect watching your guys's reactions to this. I'm expecting I'm going to enjoy watching your guys' reactions to this movie because it is a, it's a weird little number. Um, so that being said, who's ready to watch a movie? I'm going to go get a taco. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Come a taco machine that doesn't work. No, we fixed it. That's good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Can will it make burritos? I guess cilantro. You like cilantro? I love cilantro. That machine has cilantro in it. Yeah, man. I'll be right back. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. All right, Dallas, I've got good news and I got bad news. Um. Yeah. Good news. I was able to remove the offensive cilantro from the taco machine. You evil. Uh. No, dude. Cilantro is evil. It makes everything taste like dishwater. Um. No. You just have mutated taste buds. Did you have nasty chicken nuggets? But I will tell you. Um. The bad news is that I broke the taco machine in the process. I got more bad news. Yeah. This is a horrible choice of a movie. What? (laughs) (laughs) He just jumped into it. (laughs) All right. Let's, let's get into our non-spoiler thoughts. And Kevin just broke my heart a little bit. As someone who worked in the chicken farm, two chicken farms, Tyson chicken farms and a personal one. That is not how chicken gets butchered. I'm just saying that. The wow. Fo- how inaccurate. And you're telling me this is accurate. No, I'm telling you that the, the footage came from an actual chicken farm. 
Oh yeah, it came from a chicken farm, but no one grabs a chicken just like that. First, you gotta keep a chicken separated. You gotta keep it in the cage. You put a cone around it, its head. That way, it doesn't eat any food. You're only giving it water, so that way it's cleaner to butcher. Then you do a clean cut. You don't sit there and just wrangle its neck like some freaking 1930s. And it's not green. Why is that place so green? Where's the green lights coming from? I think that was a a yeah a look colorized yeah a colorized look the... feel. He just grabs one random chicken out of the bunch. He didn't even have it separated. So whatever. I want to say that I, I wish Peter was, was uh, on there for the <laughs> see that scene. <laughs> I think this was Morgan Spurlock's uh, sequel to Supersize Me, and this was a uh, don't eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> Oh, you Campaign. mean a guy who can't even eat meat? He's just like, I'm a vegetarian who's about to eat meat. I hope I don't throw up and then throws up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what do you expect? So for, for my spoiler-free thoughts about this film, um, I will say this, that we, we just came off the heels of uh, Resident mm-hmm. Evil. This was somehow, was, this was gorier than Resident Evil. Like, there was so much happening Every time I turn around, like so much blood and guts, like everywhere in people's faces. Like I, I appreciate it to a degree. I felt like the makeup department did pretty good, but it was far gorier than I expected a comedy to be. Like I think it was gorier than the um, the dead don't die. Dallas, America loves violence. That last film was directed by a Brit. They weren't allowed so much violence in films. So when you go full blown violence, Americans love it. Because God bless America, guns and bullets. <laughs> Kevin, oh, Kevin's just crapping all over this movie. I'm. He came out no strong. kidding. It's like he was at a at Mike. He was Mike Tyson at a all you can eat ear buffet. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was like. Warming up, like he's prepping his jokes as we're watching this thing. Yeah, because Mike Tyson can surely fill your ma- your ear with all kinds of logic. <laughs> <laughs> or at least as much logic as this film has. Ugh. All right. Uh, any other un- unspoiled thoughts? Um, I think that uh, comedy wise, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out there. The jokes hit for me sometimes, like. I, I laughed more at this than I, I thought I was going mm-hmm. to. Like, um, so we reviewed The Dead mm-hmm. Don't Die. I keep bringing it up because it gives me Dead Don't Die vibes. Okay. Like the intro and everything like that, it, very similar vibes and stuff like that. Uh, but this landed a little better for me, comedy-wise. It was a little bit more overt with the humor. I'll give you that. Like, mm-hmm. like The Dead Don't Die is like super deadpan comedy. It's straight-faced, mm-hmm. you know... More Napoleon Dynamite style. Comedy. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, this is a little bit more tongue in cheek and a little bit more cartoony. Um, mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's it, it more points out a lot of it's it, it, it's it, it like most zombie movies is commentary, I think. On something, you know, most commentary movies, most commentary movies. Good Lord. Can I talk today? <laughs> most zombie movies are commentary on something. Um, Maybe you should go I'll write a that. book in in this uh, in this one. I think it about a ship. <laughs> possess a, a he knew the boat was evil, <laughs> but it wasn't acceptable. A level of evil. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, 
I think this movie is a big commentary on the educational system and the mm-hmm. tropes therein. Um, yeah, it, it was. And that was a, that was one of the things I caught pretty quickly was like this film, like there were several points throughout the film where they were commenting not just on like they're commenting on where I think the education system has failed yeah. and where people are failing the education system. Um, there's a whole point at the very end where a uh, home dude from the office is like, you know, why does somebody who sells foam fingers make more money than I, you know, I'm raising your kids and that, that line right there, again, this, this is spoiler section territories to conversation, but that that's a sticking point for me is w- because we treat the education system as a, Hey, babysit my kid. You're in charge of my kid and stuff. Parents parenting their children. That's a whole nother soapbox. Um, and yet these people are underpaid and underappreciated. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate some, some of the commentary, but it, it, I also appreciate, well, I think to discuss anything we really appreciate in this movie, I, I think we're gonna have to jump directly to the spoilers because there is, there's a lot to unpack there. If we're going to unpack the commentary. Yeah. So let's head I'll on. ask you what I appreciate. You don't appreciate you anything, appreciate. dude. You flat out- exactly. I didn't appreciate anything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you good? Bro? Nothing. You good, bro? No. This is the personal favorite of mine. I love this movie. I can't wait to show it to you. Bollocks. What a load of crap. Do you need some nuggies? No, I don't want any chicken nuggies or nuggets or tenders or <laughs> sandwiches. Chicken sandwich sounds good. I don't need Chick-fil-A. I don't need Burger King's news chicken product they're doing. I don't need it. I need a good movie. That's what I need. And you fail to comply. <laughs> this is the bottom shelf. Stop reminding me that. I get it. <laughs> All right, on to spoilers. Let's go to spoilers. Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. So after that little awkward scene, um, what I was gonna say was I like the commentary on the new age raise methods of raising your kids that they do at the beginning with the uh, principal that's played by Lee Wanell. Um, mm-hmm. that cracked me up because it's just like, oh, you know, we can't expect the kids to do things that we wouldn't expect. We won't expect ourselves to do. And I'm like, well, if you're a teacher, you have adult concerns that required you to have your phone. So thus, yes, it is acceptable for teachers to have their phones, whereas students <laughs> should not. So I don't know that that guy, that guy irritated me. And I was glad when he got eight for for certain yeah he he was a first off every character here because it's a comedy was exaggeration of some demographic of and i appreciate that they 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 made fun of everybody um across the board um they made fun of the hyper liberal teacher Mm -hmm. system um they made fun of even the conservatives although it, it the 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 hyper shooting a gun conservative uh, joking stuff is getting played out way too much in Hollywood. I'm getting pretty sick and tired of it. And not just because I'm a conservative uh, myself, but man, I think <laughs> everyone just, on every on both sides are getting tired of it now. Mm-hmm. I think both sides are getting yeah. tired of seeing it. They just want to be entertained. 
Exactly. But I appreciate that like they the, they basically said looked at every portion of the if, system. Yeah, they were they were very evenly they keel of yeah, everything. So I mean it, you couldn't say that they fell on one side of any issue or another. No. They were just like, look at how ridiculous both sides are. Exactly. And um but across the board, everything was just like taken up a notch of let's just hit every stereotype within the school mm-hmm. system. By the way, the actor who did the principal, mm-hmm. he's the writer for a hit TV show called Dahmer. Oh, really? Yeah. He also was involved hmm. with a former hit TV show called Glee. Yep. I didn't watch that. I didn't Don't. either. But <laughs> I, I, I knew from the advertisements I would hate it. So. Right. Um, I'm glad you guys laughed. I didn't laugh at one thing in this movie. Really? I laughed at several parts of the movie. To God up and high and heaven above, I didn't laugh at one joke. The socially awkward science teacher was, oh, he was my jam. Didn't it make me laugh? <laughs> this is pretty much like me watching a Big Bang Theory, Dharma and Greg, everything that Chuck Lorre ever written. It's reminded me exactly like his comedy. You didn't like Big Bang Theory? This movie was so bad with comedy beats. It had no good comedy beats. Every beat was off-putting. It was horrible. And it was like waiting for people, the audience to laugh. It gave a, it gave a gap. A freaking gap for people to laugh at. I'm like, that is not how you write comedy. That's how you write comedy for a television sitcom, not for a film. None of the comedy stuck or land. People who watch this movie and laugh at this must have like a childish mind. That's all I can think is like, wow, this movie is so stupid. You're either drunk, high, or you just can't laugh. The Office? Office was funny. Now, not everything in The Office was funny, but I prefer more The Brit. But even with the American one... That was funny. A lot of the comedy beats of this reminded me of The Office. Not just because Home Duty was in it, but it was that kind of like... Again, television, Not necessarily dry, sitcom, but the, the beats comedy. of it. Television, sitcom, comedy. Yep. I did laugh probably too hard whenever he shot the first baseball at the kid. They come around the corner and just <laughs> pop in the head. I laughed a little too hard at that. Like Celeste took her ear- headphones off when, I, when, I, when that happened. Because I laughed a little too hard at that. There was one joke in this movie... I say would have made me laugh, but I was so just drained from the halfway point of this movie. I couldn't even laugh at it, but I knew it was really well written. It was like, um, oh, at least we have we don't have four chicken. At least we're not four chicken. When they went to another town, mm-hmm. Danville. Uh-huh. Yeah, at least we're not four chicken. When he said that, and then it shows the sign, not like showing it too much in your face, but just enough where that would be on a literal city sign. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that one's actually funny, but I came and laugh at it because I'm just so drained from this movie. There's a part where the the science teacher comes in. Of course, he's just socially awkward, and he goes, "Oh, look, carnage!" <laughs> <laughs> they turn around because <laughs> that that's my kind of like like humor of like the the casual, like, "Oh, look, that's a thing." Um, and so I did laugh at that part portion of it. I was like, mm. I laughed at the whole thing. I'm, I am deeply confused with kevin's perspective on this movie because i'd found it to be so amusing i'm I, I i'm a little bit taken back i don't know how i don't know how every single teacher is unlikable which is you know it's fine it's fine a movie can have unlikable characters but everyone is unlikable and doesn't have a good reason why they're unlikable they always have some sort of stupid comic like they're actually explaining to you why they are and who they are it's like no Trop, stop treating the audience. They're stupid. They're treating everyone who watched this movie as stupid, complete idiot who's never seen anything in their entire life, and they treated everyone like a freaking idiot. And I hated that. 
It's like they point and say, like, hey, look, look, we're doing something stupid and you're too stupid to understand. Ah, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want to kill everyone in this movie. What's funny, Kevin, is that your your complaint is the same complaint the mom gave Elijah Wood about his book. That was stupid. Beaker, the, I knew the exactly, that's the same complaint she gave I him. I knew exactly <laughs> how that movie was going to play, how it was going to play out when he's right there. When he's like, right. please be honest. I'm like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. It's awful. She's going to go on a rant and he's going to look awkward. It's like, okay, okay, mom. Okay, mom. And it, it played out exactly how I thought it would play. Exactly. I'm like, my God, this is dumb. Every joke was almost you could predict what they were about to say before they say it. Well, you know, Kevin, you could always find the, the people who made this movie and keel them all. <laughs> that was the name of Elijah Wood's book. Uh, oh my god this movie was dumb I'll go ahead and say it. I don't care about the whole end I'm throwing this in the fire dumpster fire <laughs> there I'm done I don't care this movie was so pathetically dumb I, I, it was so horrible I hated this movie the, the vitriol coming from Kevin right now is just off the charts it's next level. I walked around my house. I took a I took a couple blocks around to walk. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta finish this movie for the podcast. I gotta finish this movie for the podcast. I don't know if I can do it. Plus, I had to get it out for a certain time because Dad's like, hey, can I finish watching that movie? He's like, oh crap. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, I, I I feel like I just served some vengeance on Kevin for Fatal Deviation. Resident Evil was an Academy Award winning film compared to this. <laughs> now you're just being mean, dude. <laughs> I'm being so honest, mate. <laughs> Swear oh, to God on the hide, this movie was horrible. It it was so bad, it ended on itself and it couldn't finish off. It was like, well, we just gave up. Here we go. Shut the film down. Shut the stairs. Everyone go home. We're done. The movie didn't even know how to end. It was so bad. No, it, it just ended like a zombie movie. I mean, wh- no, it didn't. Wh- yes. Where they it ended horribly. It's like we gave up. Well, that's how zombie movies end. Because uh, what are they going to do? No. Go around the entire world and kill every single zombie? They're no, just... this movie is looking for a sequel bait. At least with the uh, zo- at least with George A. Romero zombie movies, or at least with Resident Evil, is like a sense of dredge. Like, hey, we already know what's about to happen. Let's prepare ourselves. Let's get the, you know, that kind of type of fear. This was like, no, we're just giving up. We're done. Sorry, but God, Lord, help me, Jesus. I don't know. I I think that I, I'm with John. I think it, it ended um, like a zombie flick. Like it was just like, but it like within a, a comedy, a, com- a way a zombie comedy would end. Um, it's just like, well, I mean, there's destructions around the world. This, I, I don't foresee this getting a, a sequel. This, um, no, it's not, apparently. I don't, I don't think they were shooting for a sequel. I think they knew exactly what they were doing with how this is like, because it's not meant to be good. It's supposed to be funny. And there's, and there's, there's some, if you have a humor for it. It was first draft know. written. They needed rewrites. You could tell almost every one of these jokes. I know the actors are giving their best. You could tell some of the actors, and I see how every actor and actresses are giving their best. Some, some I, Almost every joke didn't land. Everyone was trying their best to land it. I'm pretty sure the director was like, hey, we got to rush this production. We got to get this thing over with makeup. Fantastic. Okay, whatever. But my God, it needed a good rewrite. It needed several rewrites. It's like they took the first thing they saw. was like, 
dude, done. Let's sell it. Let's go. It's like, do you want to redo these jokes? No, no, no. Sell, 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 sell. And that's exactly what happened. I almost wonder if this movie is one of those movies where they have the general structure for the for the narrative that they want written down in the uh in the script but they allow the actors to fill out their characters a little bit more with with they probably did and because they did have a, I, I understand the general idea i do get that and i do see where they're trying to go to but it failed so much because it was so forced in your face it's like like i said earlier Let's don't treat the audience like they're smart. Let's treat everyone like they're stupid because we have to literally spell out everything for them. But with the movie that where it's it's intentionally uh, commentary on the public schooling system, wouldn't that also then be kind of one of the in jokes that they're putting no. in that we have to explain this to you because you're all products of this system? No, that's horrible, horrible commentary. That's treating everyone stupid. You want to treat everyone they're smart and let them re and you know if they if it's good enough to rewatch, by God, this was not. But if it was good enough to rewatch, let them catch it on, bring in that memory's like, oh my gosh, I remember that. I didn't have thought of that. Wow, that was smarter than I actually thought about. That's really good. Here you can I swear you watch is like, oh, here comes that joke. Yep. Not funny. So this is interesting. Uh, there's an alternate version of this film that ends with a very different ending. The ending we ha we saw was a rewrite that Lionsgate made them do. Uh, the original ending, according to IMDb, um, said the ending, after killing Patriot, they realize they are out of gas. They venture on foot and eventually find a deserted campsite. They enjoy themselves. Clint throws his novel into the fire and tells Lucy that he is not a writer and says he is actually a teacher living in uh, in uh, in Fort Chicken. Um, Clint is has a strong feeling of dread and tells the others to join him. They find them, they they find the leader's body, our dead body, and the other infected children find uh, find them. They see uh, then you see infected boy scouts lead led by Shelly looking even worse than uh, ever. Her eyes are hollowed black with more blisters. It's unknown what happened to everyone after uh, the encounter carnival music begins playing as three managers from the amusement park, uh, a theater and a family fun center respectively get their chicken nugget boxes out of the, uh, the truck carrying them because the ending was never shown as possible. The nuggets were also infected. So the whole ending, the original ending was supposed to be ending right there, uh, basically right outside of uh, where they killed home dude. And the little girl from the beginning of the movie had infected some Boy Scouts. And then it was supposed to cut to that next town. And you're supposed to see them unloading and, and possibly everything happening. So much better ending. That's a much better ending. Because now it leaves the audience to question. And once again, studio interrupts a film and goes after him. I'm sorry, but I, I sometimes I hate when it's studio. I lividly hate when studios do that. They purposely because like, hey, timestamp, we don't have the money. They could have probably went an extra two days and made that scene happen. I bet you they could have made an extra two or three days happen with that set. And they could have well, made that like ending. They, that ending's a little uh, bit. I mean, still, it's, it's still they had to work on the humor. They had to rewrite the humor. They had to they had to seriously rewrite the jokes. They had well, to this was a reshoot. They filmed this. 
they filmed that and then they reshot this. There, yeah. God Almighty, you know what it sounds what like? This, is saying. this sounds like the same thing with <laughs> Howard Hawks and Scarface. Original nineteen thirty-two. Explain that one. Original nineteen thirty-one film. The studios are like, no, no, no. The villain has to die at the end. The villain has to see his upcomings. The villain, villain, blah, blah, blah. So like, okay, mm -hmm. Howard Hawks resized. Like, oh, I got to do what the studio and the government says. I got to do what they say. Because even though he went down guns a blazing and Howard Hawks did it, he said he will never for the rest of his career ever bow down to a studio or film government to, do, to reshoot an ending to fit, to fit their appeal because his ending is still far superior than him just getting hung. Paul Dinu, Paul Minu, whoever the guy, he's gone. He's there. Okay. The, the actor who played Scarface is like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. No, I'm not coming back for the reshoot. He's like, I already did the shoot. We all agreed the shoot was good. That's what we're doing. And he did this with other, so many other films. That's just like my famous one to go to because I, I love how the ending is for the original Scarface, mm -hmm. 1931. Right. Not the, but there's other films that do the same thing. There was like, uh, what was it? Freaking, um, um, what's it? What's that? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Studio kept yeah. trying to interfere with him trying to do his movie. That movie's a oh, really? glorious classic. They kept wanting him to do different, do different, cut this, cut that. For he's like, I can't do anymore. I did enough. That's it. There will be no movie left. Right. There's a reason why Sergio Leone's films always get screw screwed over because they always want him to change the ending, changing scenes, and like it makes no sense. So when people watch it, they're like. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Same thing. Studio interference. I bet you if the studio left them alone, they could have rewritten these jokes instead of the first draft and go like, hey, we can write these jokes so much better and treat people smart. I mean, I get what you're saying. And 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 I can see where there some stuff. At the same time, like there were some legitimately some funny bits. Again, it's some of the side humor, especially coming from Doug, is what caught me off guard. Like when he's looking at at uh, the little girl and he's like, "Oh, she's off to murder somebody else now." Like that was that was funny to me. I, I chuckled at that moment. And I think maybe it's because I'm coming at this from a this is a comedy about zombies about zombies. I don't need to take this seriously. Uh, this is not a Scarface. This is not playing uh, trains and automobiles. Shaun of the Dead did so much better commentary. I'm comedy. not debating that. I'm not saying you are. You, I'm sir, just... are correct on that statement. Shaun of the Dead was a funny movie. I, I need to get Celeste to watch that with me. Um, she'll excellent never, she'll commentary. Never watch it. It's not, yeah, it's not even force fed into you. It's like you may not get it the first time, the second, third time. It's like, oh my gosh, hey, that is clever. And then you watch it again. It's like, wow, I didn't notice that. That's how you write a movie. I, I will. <laughs> That's how you write jokes. Yeah, but bro, let's let's face it. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End. The writing in those movies is immaculate. Exactly. I mean, that yeah, yeah. you can't compare every movie to the top tier stuff. I know, man. I know I shouldn't compare, but when you see movies like this before done and you watch how fantastic I, so I, I wasn't even really thinking about that until I just now talked about it, really. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now talking about it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's popping in my head. I'm remembering the lines, I'm remembering the scenes. Here, I'm just like, I don't. Everything's thrown away. I only remember Elijah Wood because his baby beautiful blue eyes. If it wasn't <laughs> for that, I wouldn't remember him. But again, I think you hit some of the point. Like this is the same. This is done by the same people who did Glee. These, these are TV show writers. Movies. People have done movies that 
in my opinion, weren't great writing a comedy. And it was it was a dry comedy that was that had some sticking points that were, were funny, but I don't think we're meant to go. Oh yeah, this is a deep like there's some good stuff in it. Like I again I was saying earlier, I appreciated some of the commentary on on the school system about the good and the bad of the school system. Like it hit several points at the same time. Um but I mean I'm not hating it. Like I'm I'm gonna save my, my stuff at the for the end, but like there are some points where I was like, Yeah, good on you. Like whenever uh that the after uh Patriot got bit in the face. And she's like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, you know, what'd you do with the girl? Did you send her to the principal office? He's like, no, I want to give her a high five. I'm like, yeah, I would have given a high five to somebody else who had, because that kid was a punk. I was like, I was clapping my hands. I clap my hands every time that kid gets bit because he, he needed it. <laughs> he was a great A jerk. Now I feel bad that, you know, this kid is now infected with cooties and dying. I did have what I did see one thing that took, that was kind of odd. Not odd. There was a lot on this happened. He pulled the hair off her head. In the next scene, when she's digging the dirt, she has both ponytails again. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yep. And like, sitting in my notes, like, why is her ponytail back? Yep. <laughs> there's there's a lot like of small, scenes. Small things like that. When you watch this, they're on one side of the table. They're one side looking another way. Then they cut to the other scene. Then are on the other side. It's like, wait, did they just move? Did they just? Again, that's why I was thinking. What I was thinking about the rewrite and the time crunch, the studio involvement. I think mm-hmm. they were in a serious time crunch or something happened it because may, it may there be. are scenes that don't flow well. It may be, I, I, but admittedly, and you know, I don't know what this is going to say about me or if Kevin's going to jump on me about this. No, I won't. I promise. But I'm. I don't notice things like that. The the editing inconsistencies, like for some reason my brain's not wired to pick that stuff up because I'm lit- I'm legitimately when I go into a movie, I want to enjoy the movie that I'm watching. And so I, mm-hmm. I, and maybe that's the reason why I think I might be a bad critic on, on some movies because it's just like, I look for reasons to enjoy a movie because I've already sunk my money into it. I'm not going to intentionally dislike something. Yeah. I don't right. think uh, I don't want to uh, hate a movie. Like I said, when I came into this movie, I had no expectations. I didn't know a thing. Mm. There's been so many films I knew nothing about. I end up loving. Right. And Ex I, Machina. And, and, I knew nothing about the movie. And I'm not. Love it now. My statement wasn't a critique on you, Kevin. I can I can accept the fact that you didn't enjoy this movie. I, I understand that. Cinema is a very subjective thing. And especially when it comes yes. to something so finite as horror comedy. It's either... Life tricky balance. It's really hard. It is difficult. Uh, for me, I was belly. I was belly rolling through this whole movie. I was. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like I like this. The, the sense of humor in this movie is keyed into me. Um, there's a there's a British movie that has a very similar sense of humor to it that d- I think is even better example of how how like almost a masterclass in how to do horror comedy uh, called Severance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. And, you know, yes. it, again, another movie I was belly laughing at, but it, it, it's I was not, laughing. I don't know if I was belly laughing, but I was laughing, but it uh, better written. It, 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 it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's not for everybody. And I think I think that the budget on this movie shines through. Um, yeah, I would agree. There was probably some studio interference, especially based off of what Dallas said with the ending. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, for its low budget shining through and and studio interference, I was still entertained by it. I mean, like especially at the at the part where uh, Patriots' uh, blonde friend was running through the schoolyard, quote, infecting all the other kids. Like you can legit see the blood smeared across his palm when he's raking his fingers across people's arms, supposedly scratching them. But so he's basically just running around finger painting everybody. Uh, I, I did laugh during the, that scene because like home dude just down the shrooms and he's tripping out. And when he calls the principal's like, I just took some pain medication medication that might perhaps be altering how I'm perceiving reality at the moment. But I did legitimately laugh at that. I, I honestly think that Jorge Garcia was criminally underused in this movie. I His scenes almost felt like they were an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, like, like perhaps they're like, Hey, we need to put some stuff in here to add to the, add to the story. And they filmed it. Later. Oh dude. Yeah. yeah. As you were, as you were saying that it occurred to me with the exception of the end of the movie, which we have already determined was, put in by studio interference Mm -hmm. you don't ever see him interact with any of the main characters in this movie they had to lengthen the Mm -hmm. plot they had to lengthen this i i i almost wonder if they if like it it, after the fact they're like oh crap we got the guy from lost who says he wants to be a part of the project but we've already shot the movie let's just put him in after the fact and 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 this is a short film 88 minutes so i'm i would be i wouldn't doubt is like hey this movie is just like less than 70 minutes we need to lengthen this movie mm. to actually make it a featured length what are we going to do also homeboy who played the principal and this will mm-hmm. this will tell you this this will speak to what kevin thinks that maybe there was some time constriction uh homeboy who played the principal he was only on set for two days yeah because he also wrote this film too so he yeah, he just basically was only he was only acting for two days. So it, it that would that would speak to the idea that they were under time constraints. Yeah. I know you guys laughed at this because you told me this, but I mean, I just the only one joke I sent that could have worked was that one. I, I'll tell you my hope my most hated joke, which I, I was I was like, my God, this is disgusting. Or to me is like just like fail, fail beyond failing was. When the woman teacher, she went inside the men's hall. It's like, ooh, you got urinals? Why Why would you have urinals? Like, what kind of woman are you? Every woman, even people who never came to the first world country, knows exactly what that is. It's amazing. But anyways, other than that, um, when he was talking about the anatomy on the, the teacher who did the anatomy, didn't even yeah. put on gloves. I'm like, come on. Every person, every person would have searched for gloves. You would have found gloves. You would have found gloves. You have found something. You don't just do, nobody. Yeah, but that was the joke, though, dude. It was. It was. It was even. It was even. It wasn't that good joke. It was it, horrible. It's it was, gross it was, out humor, man. That's classic gross. It wasn't out even humor. good. It was not even a good gross out humor. That one. The other one was the Asian man. Oh my god! And I met, I was so angry at that. Of course, this guy's seaweed is a snack. It's like wow. <laughs> amazing not not i kind of wanted even, more of him not gonna lie yeah when he started whoop up on those kids with the cr- <laughs> so i was like what? i was like yeah of course let's go the most racist thing we can think of right now 
Oh my gosh. Of course they do. The Die Hard, the world's cleanest and largest AC units. I'm like, wow, every, the whole school is freaking, freaking dirty. I know. Elijah, but the AC units is not. Elijah Wood and What's-Her-Face were, cl- were uh, crawling through those side by side. I'm like, really? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, I, I have a feeling we've all kind of broadcasted our our rating, but let's go ahead and make this official. Uh, Dallas, yeah, why don't you tell you, why don't you tell us your favorite joke in the movie? My favorite joke in the movie? Yeah, because I know you've got a buttload of those things. Oh no, I can tell you offhand what the, the joke that made me laugh the hardest in this movie was when uh, the right wing uh, woman teacher was in the beginning of the movie talking about science and saying, you know, I can't tell you whether or not we are made by an all loving God oh who has God. compassion on us and made us in his own image, or we were originally just weird monkey people who like to th- put our poo in each other's face. And all of a sudden one day we're like, Hey, we're tired of this hair business just on the top of my head and on my crotch, please. So forced. So freaking forced. Yeah. <laughs> That was, she's probably one of my least like characters. <laughs> I I don't know. I I she she was hilarious just because of how over the top she was. But it's fine. Again, humor subjective, and it's not for everybody. <clears throat> so Dallas, Dallas, what was yours? Hang on, hang on. Let's go ahead and go oh, into sorry. our ratings. Let's 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 follow the order here. Uh, Dallas, why don't you go ahead and explain our rating system to our dear listeners out in the car. yeah so our rating system is uh, it's pretty simple we have a top shelf we're like this is a good movie what's wrong with you we all love it uh then we have the middle shelf which is the like okay this is not a good movie but i can see why people enjoy it and maybe we enjoyed it ourselves uh then there's the bottom shelf where we're like okay this is definitely not a good movie there's some people who maybe like it i may not like it necessarily but okay we got you and then you have um the land of the dumpster fire uh, yes! inspired inspired by Kevin Joshua Burns yes! the fog review where uh a movie is so terrible we light it on fire light and it, it on burn. fire baby let's do it and to our knowledge no film has ever made it into the dumpster fire that is true so Dallas being as you did such an amazing job of telling us about the rating system and Kevin has been so quiet and discreet about what he feels of this movie. Dumpster fire! Why don't you go ahead and give us your rating, Dallas? I'm legitimately conflicted by this film. Um, it's not good. <laughs> um, at all. But I genuinely laughed at this film at several points. I sat down and like the moment, like I said in, my, in the intro, like it's giving me the... Uh, the dead don't die vibes, which I'm kind of hit or miss on that. Um, some of the jokes, Kevin's right. They don't land. It's forced comedy on certain points. There's certain things that were just like, what are you doing? Uh, and now that I've discovered that there's a, that they've added a whole thing to it at the end. Cause I want to say the ending is probably the worst part of the film. Um, I think they should have ended after they killed the, the kid and done what they did. Hey, quick question. Did you watch the very, very end credit scene? No, but I heard that the uh, kung fu that the Asian dude, the janitor, shows back up. Yeah, it's dumb. He just says like something f something, and then, he, and he's like switch a sword. That's it. I'm like, yeah, wow, okay. So, but it wasn't. I'm going to put it 
on a very, very, very low middle shelf. Lower it. Lower it. I genuinely laughed at it, and there were some humorous moments to it. Like I said, there's parts where I laughed so hard, Celeste had to take her headphones out because she's like, are you okay? I'm like, this was funny. I didn't expect to like this as much as I did. Um, I had no concept of it um, at all. Again, I'm going in blind uh, when John uh, said this is what we're doing. Um, but it's a fun film. There's some stuff that's a little blue for me. and But if you're cool with that stuff, rock it out. Uh, I don't recommend you uh, picking up some chicken nuggets before you watch oh, this no, film. That may be not. a bad idea. Uh, but if this is your kind of humor, uh, again, there's some like the short lines like when Homedy went, oh, she's off to murder somebody else again. That I laughed at that. I was like, that's my kind of comedy. Those quick little quips in and out. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. Uh, a low middle shelf. All right. Well, despite the fact that I feel like this entire episode was Kevin giving his rating and his reason <laughs> repeatedly, uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and in a calm and dignified manner, tell us your <laughs> final rating for this movie. Kevin, Kevin, Celeste, before you do, I want you to, listen, Kevin, what? Kevin, 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 before you do, I want you to understand we're asking for calm because when you scream, as editors, it's hard to squash your voice appropriately. So, Celeste, um, if you're listening to this, go go make an appointment with the marriage counselor with your love and talk to him and say, hey, we need to talk about some things, okay? Because after that rating, you, you have some things to work out with him. I would rather get circumcised by someone blindfolded with an axe while instead of sitting through this movie ever again. Dumpster fire. All right. Well, now we know that uh, Kevin certainly isn't Jewish. Um, <laughs> Never said I was, mate. Never said I was. I will say that. Moving on from that, because we already know what he thinks. Dude, I, <laughs> I let you get no, no, let him talk, let him talk. Okay, okay. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Um, I will say that I walked into this knowing that this movie's not for everybody. Horror comedy is one of those things that it, it, it horror horror in itself is hard to do correctly. And comedy in and of itself is hard to do correctly. And when you put the two of them together, it becomes incredibly more difficult to produce something that a lot of people will enjoy. So I walked into this knowing that I was taking a risk by putting this in front of Dallas and Kevin and I proved it right. Um, I personally enjoy this movie a bit and I've been very forward about that. Um, I, I find it to be more of a comedy than I do it a horror comedy. Um, Oh yeah. And I, there, there were moments where I belly laugh at this movie and I do every single time when I see it. So uh, that being said, I'm going to give it a firm middle shelf. I'm not going to put it on the top shelf because I can respect the fact that there are going to be people out there who aren't going to enjoy this movie like Kevin. Um, granted, I was shocked at how vehemently he didn't enjoy this. Movie. I know. Right. But that, Check his blood that pressure. said, I did enjoy it. And, you know, despite the fact that Dallas was like, you know, I, this is a bad movie, but I still laughed at it. And I, it's one of those types of movies where it's like, yeah, that's what makes it good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, a, a very firm middle shelf, which is going to, uh, 
be a contested middle shelf rating for this movie. Sorry, Kevo. It's not going in the dumpster. I'll keep it in my room. It's fine. Oh, it's on the middle shelf. So we're rocking out there. <laughs> that being said, let's head on over to the weak connections. This is a weak connection. Welcome to the weak connection station where uh, we try to take whatever movie or content that we have just ingested and find something worthwhile, something spiritual, something redeeming to pull from the bowels of said movie uh dallas why don't you go ahead and edify us with whatever wisdom you're bringing to the mic this time so mine it's kind of a a bit of a rant for me um at the same time um in it there there was a, a lot of conversations about the school system and what's happening in the school system um there's some great things about the school system. There's some terrible things about the school system. Um, there are some fantastic teachers out there that deserve all kinds of awards. And there's some trash teachers out there that, you know what? They just need to go work the chicken farm instead of being on, uh, on the schoolyard. Um, but there is the conversation about the fact that um, people treat the school system like it's a babysitting service and they expect teachers to raise their children. Um and that's not the case. I'm not saying we need to homeschool kids 100%, uh, but I do think that um, we have missed po- we have missed the fact that a parent is supposed to parent. Um, Ephesians, um, Proverbs, there's all kinds of scriptures out there that talk about train up your child and fathers uh, basically bring up their children and stuff like that. It's a job of a parent to train a parent. Um, there's a scene where one parent's come to pick up their, their kid completely oblivious to the world they're like get in the car whatever you're doing not paying attention to kid you're the parent parent i I appreciate the teachers that i've had in my life that have been great role models for me that have done have uh, expressed some stuff there's some great teachers i know here in my hometown that man they go through some of the worst stuff in the world um to help speak life into some kids um we have several schools in my city that are um, they're failing schools and there, there are teachers there that are, are trash, but man, there are some rock star hero teachers that are doing their very, very best to raise up these kids and to speak life and help them become not just productive, uh, members of society, but successful people in them themselves, find value in them. And so my encouragement for everyone listening, for the parents that are out there, um, parent your child, um, be a parent be involved. Um, your kids got homework, find out what it is, get involved with the school. If you can, uh, be involved with your kid's life. Don't just check out and do your thing. I know it's difficult. You know, uh, I know that this, you know, we live in a society now where, you know, if you have the pleasure of having two parents in a household, um, a lot of times both are having to work full time jobs to handle things. But I just really want to encourage you, parents be part of your kids' lives. And for the the rock star teachers out there, thank you for serving, for for serving your community, for doing your very best. I know it's hard. I know that there are some parents out there that are ignorant. I know there's some school systems out there that are, they've put some inappropriate people in place for your leadership. And I'm so sorry, but thank you for doing your very best. Um, but that's my, my encouragement is um, parents be a parent and leadership that's doing their best. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
I know that um, I know several teachers, some that listen to our podcast right now that um, they were at their wits ends or have been. And but you did a bang up job. And I so appreciate everything you did for for the kids in, in our area. And uh, that's that's my my weak connection for today. Kevo, you got anything positive and uplifting that you can derive from this movie? No, because there's nothing positive in this movie. I'll give you something positive. Pro, I would I would say Proverbs four five, and the Christian Study Bible version. Get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. So don't turn away his word from my mouth right now, as I'm telling you, don't watch this movie. Right. Don't watch this movie. Getting his last jabs in. You know, the more you buck against this, the more you're going to make somebody want to watch this movie because of how bad you're saying it is. And they'll probably go do something else more productive with their lives and realize, wow, I should have listened to Kevin. He is smart. I love you, bro. He's actually turned my way around. All right. Well, let's go ahead and land this plane here, guys. I uh, want to thank you so much for listening to The Bottom Shelf. Uh, we certainly hope that you've appreciated this episode, if not the movie. Um, if you have liked what you've heard on here, please feel uh, free to like, rate, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on as that does put us in front of other like-minded individuals at like yourself who may be interested in hearing three weirdos talk about terrible films. Um, <laughs> Dallas, where can people find you Sir. on the interwebs? You can find me at geekdevotions.com where you'll find all the information about Geek Devotions as a whole, our Friday episodes that go on YouTube every week. Other podcasts like this, including We Read Allegedly, The Gundam Watch, uh, Casual Gamer Society, Primitive Rhythm Machine, um and calm talk by geek devotions but all that can be found at geek devotions we also want to invite you guys to check out uh geek devotions on facebook instagram and twitter and our discord channel where there's actually a whole channel devoted to the bottom shelf all right uh as per usual with kevin you can find his projects in the show description below uh, same as mine, I have so many projects, I have to have a link tree link. So if you're interested in wanting to see everything I do, check that out. I will highlight two for you right now. Uh, please go check out Gospel by Ga- Gaslight, which is a audio drama that I voice act on, written by former bottom shelfer uh, Branson Boykin. Uh, and that should be firing up again soon uh, as we have taken a break for the holiday season. I would also recommend checking out um, Casual Gamer Society, which Dallas just mentioned, which is a podcast I do with a friend of mine, uh, Dave Clements. We talk about board games, video games, basically any type of gaming that is out there. Most recent episode, we do talk about the... the OGL leak that happened with Wizards of the Coast and its impact on the tabletop role-playing community. Uh, And it's turning into a big stink and I am here for that dumpster fire to watch that ship burn. (laughs) So we got that going for us as well. All right, gentlemen, we have concluded this portion of our mission. So with that... That's a horrible mission. What a horrible mission. It's a dirty job. After this, this, I'm resigning from the bottom shelf. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I can't take this anymore. 
He'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, next Shut time up. on The Bottom, Bottom Shelf. Shelf.